0: to the weekly message from Angel of Joy Lutheran Church, an ELCA congregation located in Lufkin, Texas. Pastor Paul Guy and the family of Angel of Joy invite you to join us for worship at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you should find yourself in our neighborhood, please enjoy this message and visit our website at angelofjoy.org. Grace to you in peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I think it's pretty safe to say that we all like to be rewarded for our efforts. Gold stars on our school papers as children, praise from parents and teachers as we get older. By Houston. He was waving. Money is payment for our expenditure of time and talents in our work. Perhaps being recognized publicly with a plaque or a round of applause for our community service. And of course, the military, all branches of it, has all kinds of medals and ribbons to mark the excellence and accomplishment of, of the men and women in uniform. We all appreciate recognition and benefits from our actions. And you know, quite often, rewards are promised as an incentive for those who are needed for certain levels of achievement. The old carrot at the end of the stick, you know. I love affirmation. There you go. In this morning's gospel lesson, Jesus is promising a reward for those who welcome prophets and righteous persons in the community and those who offer small kindnesses to the vulnerable in the midst of the, of the gathering, such as a glass of water, or in our case, perhaps a glass of Pepsi. That reward is participation in the kingdom of God, though, according to Jesus, which has both a present and a future eternal life sort of ramification to it. This text comes after Jesus promised that those who lose their life for his sake will find it. You can look that up in Matthew, the 39th verse of chapter 10. And it's an answer to the question, what's our reward for losing, or at least risking the loss of our life? Or as Simon Peter so pragmatically put it, look, we've left everything and, and followed you. What then will we have? What's our reward? His question and Jesus' answer show up three times in almost exactly the same wording in Matthew 19.27, Mark 10.28, and Luke 18.28. What we heard today, Jesus was referring to the reward of the righteous. It appears to be a bountiful compensation for the sacrifices that we've made in this life. And it's like he really knew that we we're going to have to pay a penalty for being his followers, that there would be sacrifices involved. And maybe the sacrifices wouldn't be that big. It'd be like us coming to church and doing public service and service in the, the community of the church, that sort of thing. But in certain parts of the world, in Jesus' day, and certainly in our own day, there are people who, by being faithful to Christ, sacrifice their lives, literally. they are enemies of Christianity out there, and we hear about that in the news all the time. Of course, one thing that we never read about in the Bible, or at least not the Bible that I've been reading is whether or not Jesus compensated his followers by salary or by an hourly rate. and doesn't even say how much they were paid. Participation in the kingdom of God is in itself the, enough of a reward for the righteous person. And it's not wholly extrinsic like the gold stars and a round of applause. I became a little bit intrigued enough that, gosh, I can't even imagine going back to seminary when I did that and not having access to the internet or Kindle or, my goodness, we've come so far in a fairly short period of time. But I was allowed to look up some of those, those rewards and, uh, and I thought that I'd share some of them. Albert Einstein, some of you remember him. He was the notorious or or famous, however you look at it, physicist who came up with the theory for relativity. The the old E equals MC squared. And And Albert Einstein was quoted as saying, if people are good only because they fear punishment and hope for a reward then we are a sorry lot indeed. Hmm. Some of you remember Jonas Salk, medical researcher who discovered and and, uh, basically made practical the vaccine for polio. Uh, He said, The reward for work well done is the opportunity to do more. I'm talking about dollars and cents or even gold stars there. John Ruskin, whom you may not have heard of, British art critic and artist, social thinker, philanthropist, did a lot of things that made him famous in his day, which was basically the 19th century. He was quoted as saying, the highest reward for a person's toil is not what they get for it, but what they become by it. How we're transformed by what we do. In other words... Baruch Spinoza, probably Janna's going to have to take philosophy when she gets to college at some point. Is that true? <laughs> well, I don't know. Times change. But anyway, if so, you're going to hear of a guy named Baruch Spinoza, a Dutch philosopher, who said happiness is a virtue, not a reward. I remember getting a book once from a a cousin of mine, older and wiser at the time, I thought, and by a guy named Khalil Gibran, who was an artist and poet and writer, he said, There are those who give with joy, and that joy is their reward. I found a lot more, but I thought I'd keep those to myself, at least this sermon. But reading these quotes... I get a feeling that these people are not doing good things for others solely for the resulting pleasure of feeling good and how they feel about themselves. They're talking about giving one's life away for some purpose beyond ourself. And that paradoxically, that results in a gain for them as well as the world. And I suppose, in a theological sense, we could call that The Reward of the Righteous Well, the fact is we don't live in an age of altruism which is marked by an unselfish concern for the welfare of others Certainly not Our society is far more characterized by a what's-in-it-for-me attitude Now, I realize that we're really a diverse community even within this church We have conservatives and we have liberals and we even have moderates. We have Republicans and Democrats. We have Aggies and Longhorns. We have carnivores and vegetarians and we even have vegans. And that's just scratching the surface. Certainly, pastors, at least pastors in Lutheran churches, need to be, excuse me, need to be constantly aware of these diversities and guard against appearing to favor one or the other. But there are absolutely differences of opinion among clergy as well. I know for a fact, for example, that there are those who love Joel Osteen and others who are skeptical. He is, of course, the senior pastor of Lakewood Church, which is the largest Protestant church in the United States, which is located at a former uh, athletic stadium in Houston. But since he regularly preaches to a devoted audience, uh, averaging more than 43,500 in attendance each week, he's got to be doing something right. Anyway, I looked up what Joel Osteen had to say about rewards, and these are his words. When God is first place in your life, and you make pleasing Him your highest priority, then you can fully expect to live a blessed, fulfilled life. In today's verse, notice who God rewards. It's not people who half-heartedly seek Him. He doesn't say people who only think about Him when they're having a problem or people who will only come to church when something special is going on. No, God rewards people who earnestly seek after him. That means we are determined. We get up every morning and thank him for his goodness, as of course we all did this morning. We go through the day meditating on his promises. We give him praise in good times and in the tough times. We are constantly stretching, growing, learning, and striving to know him better. Today, remember, when you diligently seek God, he promises that a reward is coming. He promises he will give you strength, wisdom, favor, good breaks, promotion, healing, and restoration, and by implication, I suppose, straight A's at A&M. When you seek him with your whole heart, you will find him and you won't be able to outrun his goodness and blessing. Well, maybe that's where we're at this morning, or at least where I should be. Whoever puts a large offering in the plate today, though, I guess that it goes along with it. Whoever is really super generous today when, you know, those, those wooden dishes over there are passed around, They're going to be rewarded really big by God this week. I think that's how it works, isn't it, Angel? Nah, I'm really too Lutheran to say something like that. But I sure would like to know if that kind of strategy works, wouldn't you? And even more, I want to know if that's where my parishioner's thoughts are. I've learned that some folks are going to think I'm okay, while others will have grave reservations. That's how it goes. But this morning, I think I just want to leave all this reward stuff in Jesus' hands. So if you all have any questions about how the system works, then just get down on your knees and go to Jesus. One way or another, I think he'll probably let you know. And that's about it for now, folks. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please provide feedback on the iTunes podcast page and visit our website at angeljoy.org for more information.